Welcome back. 106.1 ESPN. Matt Joseph's here. National signing day for college football and a rough one for the UVA basketball team at yesterday to talk about it all. You can check out his stuff at CavsCorner.com. Joining us now, Brad Franklin. Brad, how's it going? Pretty good, Matt. How are you? Doing well, Brad. Uh, National signing day is upon us. Obviously, some things could change, but what do you think of this uh, UVA class that they've assembled so far? It's an interesting group in the sense that... um, you know, if you look just at rankings, um, it, well, let me back up a step. There are lots of, uh, lots of uh, thoughts, lots of different uh, vantage points and opinions and such about rankings in general, the play, player ratings, that kind of thing. One of the things I think that gets the most attention, um, especially from, you know, recruiting fans and that kind of stuff, is how we rank the different classes, right? Now, I, over the years, Rivals has done its best to sort of try to weigh the various parts of the class, right? How good each player is, how do you kind of come up with um, like a consolidated sort of view of the overall group? And right now, if you look at the team ranking, yeah, UVA is not currently in our top 80 at rivals, right? In part, that's because the, the ranking system is based on having 25 commitments. Um, and so it, it, if you only have, in UVA's case, only 13, right, it really does hurt you in terms of ranking, but their average star rating it's actually pretty solid. And i got to be honest, I'm actually kind of impressed with the job that Tony Elliott and his staff have done coming off of what was a, you know, a really rough season on the field, obviously tragic off the field. They didn't exactly do a whole lot this year, um, you know, to kind of um, show that what, was, what, what they did on the field last year was like, you know, an, an exception to the rules, so to speak, right? Um, they didn't exactly show you a lot of progress overall in terms of the record. They showed you in bits and pieces and in fits and starts, you know, especially offensively. I thought Anthony Calandria and especially Malik Washington really did, I think, the program a lot of favors in terms of being able to put something out there. But this is a solid group um, in terms of the talent they're bringing in. I don't think they have enough in part because uh, they just don't have a lot of space. They've, they've got a number of grad transfers, which are – or excuse me, just transfers in general – out of the portal, and that's going to really buoy them um, in, a, in a fair number of ways. But overall, I think it's a good group. It's a solid group. I, I think I would have liked them to get another offensive lineman or two, or maybe even just lineman in general. I think pass rush has been the place where, you know, they really struggled last year. Offensive line recruiting has continually been a, a concern for them over the years across different coaching staff. So um, it's a solid group and a, and a, and a solid star rating average across even if maybe the team rankings aren't going to be as kind to the Cavaliers. We've seen the Hokies talk a lot about defending the borders, and they picked up a lot of Virginia kids. It seems like the Wahoos did so as well with some key pickups here in the state of Virginia. Yeah, for sure. And this has been a theme for them in both the portal and in high school recruiting, right? So I think, you know, they did a nice job late to turn uh, Cam Courtney, who was a a DB wide receiver kid, three-star solid get uh, out of Freedom in Woodbridge, just recently, uh, uh, another state championship over there. Um, you know, obviously here in Central Virginia, you've got Ethan Minner. You've got John Rogers from up in Alexander. You've got the York kid, nice, solid three-star offensive lineman from uh, Burke. So it's a good group in state in, in terms of, um, you know, in terms of this class, I think, in terms of the transfer portal as well. you got Chris Tyree coming in. Um, there's also a chance that they might be in the, in the sweepstakes for Andre Green, the um, – transfer wide receiver from North Carolina, who's also Virginia native, but you're exactly right. I, I think Tony Elliott, just like the, his, his, um, his colleagues down at Plattsburgh, you know, they understand that the, that the in-state recruiting piece has been a real, uh, a real issue 
for both of these programs for a number of years. And yeah, if you have a, a generational sort of talent, you have a five-star kid, like there's a real chance they're going to leave. Um, but, but the in-state schools have to do a much better job of keeping these kids inside the Commonwealth. And I feel like that's been a focal point for Elliot, something he talked about today, and certainly will be a focal point for him, especially, you know, in those transfer portal recruitments, those kind of bounce back guys, guys that maybe you recruited once, went somewhere else to see if the grass was a little greener. Now you're trying to convince them to come home. And I think that's a key part of the message that Virginia has, has really pitched and certainly something I, continue, I think that you'll see them continue to pitch as they go forward. Uh, where are we, you think, in year three uh, of the Cavaliers? Uh, obviously with Tony Elliott, what do you think are the reasonable goals? Is it just we got to make a bowl, or do you think that maybe we need to see a winning record here? You know, I, I think that part of it is, you know, in, you know, in part you're going to base it on what you just saw, right? So that you know you've got an answer quarterback, or you should, right? Because what Anthony Calandria put out there this year was good enough to make you think that if he's taking the right steps forward, offensively they should be in a position to win games next year, right? I think defensively they took some steps back. And so I think what you're hoping to see from that group is you're hoping to see them address some issues. They did not create enough pressure on the quarterback. They were not nearly as good um, in, in terms of their cornerback play. Um, they need to be much more productive, much more consistent. Now, granted, they did have a rash of injuries, and I don't want to discount the, 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 the level to which that changed things for that group. That being said, they're going to return a lot of these guys back on defense. Um, there are a number of dudes who are going to use that extra year and come back and play again, right? And what that means, I think, for this team is that whereas they should be sort of almost like, um, almost like a revamp, so to speak, like a rebuild a little bit on defense, they should be further along. So the expectations will come accordingly, even though a lot of these guys were part of the season, if nothing else, were the same, same dudes who weren't necessarily giving them what they really needed, which was – you know, sacks, interceptions, that kind of thing. Special teams-wise, they, they need a complete reboot, right? Um, everything that they did basically on special teams last year, except for maybe Will Betridge, needs to be significantly changed, looked at, all that kind of stuff. So I, I do think that there are some expectations that you at least want to see progress. I think bowl expectations are probably too much, but I do think that for folks who are – Looking at Tony Elliott and his staff, and they saw some, some, some good steps in the right direction, you really just can't discount how impactful that end of the season was. Um, you know, that morning, there was a very different vibe around the program than there was by that evening, right? Um, and that's the way rivalry games go, especially this rivalry, especially given everything we've seen between Virginia and Virginia Tech in recent years. There's just no way around uh, the fact that, that drubbing at the hands of the Hokies, and not just the score, but the way it happened, the listless, the listlessness with which Virginia took the field, with the, the, this complete lack of focus, the lack of uh, execution, it was extremely alarming. And I think for a lot of folks, the stuff he's, that Tony and his staff have done outside of the field since then, right, the, the recruiting wins, being able to, to, to bring in some of their, the guys that they wanted most, especially a kid like Chris Tyree, who is a former – you know, Notre Dame guy who kind of fits in exactly the way Malik Washington did in a lot of ways, right? Um, I think a lot of that helps. I, I think what really he needs, you just need to see progress. And frankly, you're going to have to play a much better game against that one team, um, not only than what you did last year, because what you did last year was deplorable. You're going to have to make it, make it a lot uh, closer, if nothing else. I'm not saying you have to win it or anything like that, but you at least have to show progress. And I think that's what, what the folks in Strasbourg are going to be looking for in 2024. Brad Franklin, CavsCorner.com, uh, at Cavs underscore Corner on Twitter. That is football. 
I don't even know what to say about the basketball game yesterday, Brad. What did you see when you watched this Cavaliers team? Clearly, uh, there's just, you know, Memphis just kind of ran them out of the gym. Yeah, I don't think there's there's I mean, you could you could try to be a little bit, uh, you know, harsher and you probably would be warranted. I mean, 77-54 is not the score I expected to see in this game. I think Penny said after the game, you know, to, to beat Virginia at all, um, let alone to by that amount and also to score 77 points. You know, it wasn't just that the Jones kid was going crazy, but it was also just that Virginia's offense was just completely bewildered. So it's one thing if one side of the of the of the program, so to speak, right, one side of the coin isn't holding its own. Sometimes you can lean on the other side to sort of get you back right. And there were moments in this game where they did that, right? There were moments um, before that big run in the second half that really put the thing to bed where you thought, all right, they're clawing back in this, right? 13 to one early. Tony calls the timeout before the under 16. They kind of right the ship a little bit. And it felt like they were back in it. But ultimately, Memphis was too long, too athletic, and honestly, too physical. And I thought that was probably the most glaring thing for me. It reminded me of that Houston game from a couple years ago, right? The Gonzaga game from a couple years ago. Just completely different, you know, uh, atmospheres, um, or excuse me, stratospheres, right, in terms of physicality, in terms of athleticism, and in terms – of his guys being completely plugged in. I mean, even a situation like last night where you got Ryan Dunn, who, you know, a lot of folks talking about for the NBA draft and that kind of thing. Like, he looked like he was just a dude um, playing against Memphis. I think Memphis could be one of the, you know, the teams that we look back in March and go, man, they really did kind of ascend. Um, I mean, that group is long. They are very athletic. They're uh, multifaceted. They got lots of different pieces that kind of um, fit in a variety of different ways, right? They got a lot of, um, versatility among their their kind of principal guys. And frankly, they're, they're going to get another piece here in a couple of weeks with the kid coming over from Kansas State. So I feel like that's a group that we're going to, you know, look back on tournament time. And I think a lot of folks are going to understand, like, oh, yeah, that's why, you know, they put that drubbing on. But for Virginia, listen, Ryan Dunn's offense, I think, is officially a problem. And I mean that in – I'm not trying to be like a hot take ours, but I just, I'm, I just really think that if he's not going to score – and he's not going to give you the blocks and steals that he's giving you at the other end that create extra opportunities for your offense, it's a real, it's a real tough spot. Because if, if McNeely isn't hitting from deep or Rody's not hitting from deep or Groves is not hitting from deep, that really throws the balance of things out of whack. And, yeah, Reese Beekman, I think, did everything he could last night to, to sort of will them to be in that game. Un- unfortunately, nobody else was up to the task to help him carry the load. And as this thing goes forward, they're not going to, you know, this is not a great year in the ACC. Virginia could pile up a bunch of wins. But when it comes to the best teams, right, teams like Memphis, teams that are built for March, teams that are, you know, kind of um, extreme, extremely athletic, extremely versatile, they're going to have a lot of issues. I think Elijah Gertrude, the freshman who was at one point redshirting, now is obviously playing. Uh, I think the more minutes that they can get him, the better that they will be for it because that kid brings something to the table that basically nobody else on that roster except for Dunn and Bond really give them. And that's just a dude who can get up um, and and play that game at a higher level, you know, physically. Um, But you're not going to change who they are. You're not going to change your physicality. You're not going to all of a sudden become a different-minded team. So what you got to do is you got to do what you do better. And I think they've got to – um, they, it's not just in, as simple as, oh, you know, guys need to find shots. I think Virginia's staff and Tony Bennett have to find ways to get combinations on the floor that give them looks, that open things up, and that minimize some of their issues that were on full display last night in Memphis. 
Next game up for the Cavaliers is the 27th. They host Morgan State before they uh, get back into ACC play uh, against Notre Dame on the 30th. No better present for this holiday season than a subscription to CavsCorner.com. Certainly a lot of great folks covering UVA athletics over there. Brad, we always appreciate the time. Have a happy holiday. You too, Matt. Take care, everybody. We'll see you in the new year.